Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome to the Story Studio. Oh yeah, here we go. Check it out now. Welcome to the Story Studio, a podcast where an independent publishing company explores the world of self-publishing, independent art, and the future of storytelling. My name is Luke Condor with a K, uh, 2018 version, and I'm joined by... <laughs> Dan Wilcox, 2018 version. Dan Wilcox, 2018, has a, it comes with like a, a yoghurt. Uh, it does. And 2018, Luke comes with like a beer, but a little car. <laughs> it's setting the bar for the mm. year ahead. Yeah. How's it going, man? Did you have a nice Christmas and all that? Nice holiday? Yeah, it was good. Um, I was wiped out with some miraculous illness that I was fearful came from a Stephen King book, but yeah. magically better. I'll be a little bit sniffly today, so if you hear a nice little... It's probably just me just sucking it all back in. Captain, how, Captain how, Trips. How, yeah. Captain Trips? Oh, yeah. crap, yeah. yeah. How was yours? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, what did you, I mean, you went to stay with the family, saw all the dogs. Mum's got like eight dogs. Um, oh my god! She's got a new puppy. We took Alaska, so she got to meet all the dogs. It was good for her. We got really. Are they big dogs or small dogs? Uh, Border Collies. Alaska's actually bigger than them. Uh, all oh, okay. the, yeah. So Alaska, I always thought that she wouldn't be quite as big as Mum's biggest dogs, but she's mm. in eight months has like already sort of taken over them as their power level is now uh, an alpha <laughs> <laughs> ultimate dog. Do you think she's ever going to stop growing? Yeah, no, they, I think dogs do. <laughs> but do you think, think she will? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, she, I think a year to two years, I think, is when they say they stop. But, I mean, it'd be kind of cool if you didn't. It's kind of a interesting idea for a story. I think there was a kid's show about a giant red dog that didn't stop growing. Really? There was um, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. you seen that one? There was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, years ago. Don't yeah. remember it now. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Do you remember that one? Rick Moranis? Yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Neighbours. Was that one? Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. I remember someone having to save someone with a banana. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that I one. I remember... Uh, do you know what? I barely... I remember, like, tiny little yeah. flickers of it. And then I get confused with the borrowers. Oh, I remember that was good. Yeah, I know you mean, like, small people. Yeah, I see, yes. see you're at, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, man. So hey, you haven't been writing. You've had a little bit of a break, right? Yeah, I took a little bit of um, a breakout mostly because I was ill, but also just because what with the end of last year being quite manic for me personally mm. and job wise and everything else. Um, I literally just let myself just take two weeks off, um, yeah. get a bit ahead and got straight back into it come the 2nd of January with the help of my good friend, Stephen Pressfield, oh, who's yeah. not actually yeah. below listening. Um, but yeah, I did get a nice selection of books over Christmas, one of them being The War of Art, which I read at the beginning of last year. Mm. Um, and I think it's one of those books that you can just read year on year, and it's just, it's a quick read. But I think it, I'm due. I'm due another, another read of it, I think. Yeah, because yeah. it kind of reminds you. It's one of those books where it's like, oh, that's what I've not been doing. for the fa-. Like, that's my mindset 
because it's like one of those things where you, you said it and you kind of think i know that now that's just part of me but then you suddenly yeah. you over the time you do sort of you know like the weeds grow and you need to have a bit of a, a refresher every now and again yeah yeah and i think he just words everything so beautifully in there it's just yeah it comes across um for those people that haven't read it it comes across sometimes a little bit preachy and godlike but not loads just occasionally on one or two pages he refers a bit more to to god's powers and that's like the last that. section right like the first two sections are yeah, like, yeah 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 the last section yeah, is yeah. like and heaven will help you <laughs> or like, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it kind of feels kind of fictional for me i don't yeah. know um but it is really good uh what, what have you been reading been reading any of the the book that uh, we both bought recently yeah i have actually i've been um so should we announced we have announced the reading club on here no so new for this year hawk and cleaver have started a reading club so for anyone that wants to join us once a month we're going to be posting up a selection of books up on the facebook group which is just found at hawk and cleaver um you can feel free to add your own ones if you want to throw those into the mix and then everyone in the group votes on it um and then each month we'll pick the top winner by the book and yeah. read through it and what was this month uh strange weather by joe hill um got it eight quid off off amazon and uh it's a nice book yeah it's good isn't it have you had a look through because there's like illustrations in there as well yeah yeah it's really really nicely done um hardback as well yeah yeah oh yeah i've not started yet because i'm working my way through wizard and glass so i think i'll try and get that done before i move over are you gonna be ahead of me when you finish that of wizard and glass oh in the dark tower yeah oh you're well ahead of me wait yeah that's number four isn't it yeah yeah, yeah, I'm halfway through that one. I've not finished it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so if you wanna if you wanna go join the reading group, just go to the Facebook group <laughs> and join us there. But I guess so it's my turn to ask some questions to you, Dan. Last last when was it? A couple of weeks ago. You asked me um things I'd learned in twenty seventeen. And I figured we should do more of like a looking forward episode. So I've got like I've got four questions. Oh, okay. Not to put you on the spot. Um, but just put me on the spot. I haven't even like thought of my answers for them yet, so I'm gonna both be on the spot in a sense. But um, do you want to do the first one first and just sort of see how we go? Yeah, I think that's a good way to start. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, okay, number one, what is the biggest tick box for you to tick off in 2018? Like, what's the number one thing out of anything? The top of the mountain, the biggest rock. The biggest football to kick, the biggest dog to train. Yeah. What is the dog that won't <laughs> stop growing for you that you need to <laughs> stop growing? It's is this writing wise? Is this life wise? Is this? I, I was thinking more, you know, general uh, writing career sort of wise, but um, whatever, you, whatever it is, whatever that big. Okay, it's is. kind of. What's the? Yeah, it's kind of in, interlinked anyway. Um, so my my big goal for this year is to clear all financial debt and surpass my uh, actual job income with writing income. Um, just purely for obviously the fact that debt isn't a nice thing. I do have some. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not perfect. I'm 26 still. Um, I've had a, just a wild life. Um, but yeah, it's it's to clear that just so that I can start putting money more into the book business so that I can get the covers that I want so that I can push out my outsource to editors. So basically so I can outsource a lot of stuff to make 
my time more valuable and to make more money coming back in. And obviously, um, working alongside Michael Anderley and the guys is a very helpful thing to have. So I'm going to be pushing a lot more um, towards making my books within that universe as successful as they can be alongside some of the other fantastic writers there and just getting to a point where I can once a month buy something for me and feel a little less guilty that I'm letting my son down. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. What, like a nice present for you once a month or like a nice present for family or everyone, everyone, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Including me. (laughs) Of course, you'll have you'll have all the presents. I'll shower you with roses. Um, well, you, you yeah, think you're doing not... the right thing in terms of writing within the uh, Michael Andale's world. I think if you want to pay off some debt, I mean that, that's surely going to be a good way to go. Yeah, and I mean it's a fantastic thing to be involved in. I've been working my way through the books. Um, I've been speaking to the other guys on the Slack groups, and everyone's lovely. And actually, um, I'm going to be bringing on a couple of people at some point later this year when the Age of Madness launches so we can have a little bit of an exclusive behind the scenes of some of the other writers within the universe. That'd be cool, yeah. Can we announce them yet? Is it is it who I think it is? I'm not sure. I mean, we'll hold off for now just in case, but okay, cool. yeah, we'll, we'll make a note and we'll talk after the show. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, that's kind of my big one is just to have, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not so hard up that I can't afford stuff. I have quite a well-paying job, but obviously coming out of university, as everyone knows, you accrue some debt there going through life, bought a car, renting a house, all that kind of jazz. Um, yeah. But yeah, clearing it all off the off the plate and starting a new... It's going to be my 2018. Yeah. So that's the big one, clear off the debt. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Think, what uh, about you? Well, it's going to say, I've got a few... Basically, I'm on my whiteboard. Um, on the 1st of January, I cleared it all off, got it all clean, and then started writing down my main projects. And the main projects I've got here, I've got... They ruin Keith the Frio Almarvo number two, and I have not put out number five yet. Uh, but I think that would be a half marathon. I want to do half marathon, but um, nice. So I figured number one out of all of, in terms of what I think I would be the most the one I really want to tick off of all of those would be Keith. So mm-hmm. I just think it's a big project, and I think it's a bit of a meaning to do for so long. So yeah, that's uh, that's a feature film that I'm making in a sort of obscure, weird way it's an experiment it's my uh version of el mariachi robert rodriguez is like first feature film you know like a low budget experiment to see how it goes um yeah so that that'd be the big one for me i think i have no idea how difficult it's going to be until i start sort of working on it so it might even be something that goes on until next year but i, I have no idea yeah yeah that is a big one though. i know you've been speaking to that about that for a fair while but do you also find that when you come up with so you've made your list of five and you look at one of them and think really that's not going to serve any wider purpose than to make just me happy maybe i could move that to later on down a couple of years but there's that tiny part of you that goes no i just need to do it do you know what i mean you'll have those passion projects where yeah. not saying that obviously a feature version of keith won't yeah but i yeah, it i might get... it might amount to nothing like um in terms of financially or or anything mm. but I do, I do feel like this year i kind of just want to follow the muse a little bit more um yeah. sort of experiment a little bit more there's a lot of things i like to do like i like to sort of you know make music and sort of uh do photography and stuff so i i, I still want to do a lot of writing because that's kind of i enjoy that any that's I, i've got big writing projects i want to get get done this year as well but in terms of um i kind of see keep as like will be my little escape um 
in terms of I'll, I'll write more commercially in in some aspects, but then I'll go to keep and I just go, all right, let's let's make some craziness. This is mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a good way forward. Are you yeah. putting number four of the Rot series anywhere around there? Well, I, yeah, I think I definitely want to do another first draft of a novel this year, at least one more. Um, so that that may well just be the the fourth rock book, or mm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I want to get through Miranda. these first. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool, man. So next question for you: What is your biggest enemy in 2018? <laughs> oh, okay. Myself. Oh, interesting. Mm. What, what makes, this is like you on Dagobah <laughs> fighting the Darth Vader Spectre. It was it you is. the whole time. <laughs> well, so... I think... So I think that... So job-wise, I did quite well last year in the, at the beginning of the year. Um, I, I was in a posi- assistant position where I work and I finished off the year having three promotions and working my way to a manager position, which obviously financially is great. Um, professionally is a great thing to have on my CV. Um, and I'm enjoying what I'm doing, but the difference in mentality from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, obviously at the beginning of the year, there's a lot less pressure on you as the gatekeeper for things at work. Um, which meant that when I left work, I felt a lot more, energy and able to carry on with some of the writing stuff when I'd finish work, get involved in some of the evenings. I could sit there yeah, for an hour, two yeah. hours, write some stuff in the evenings. Whereas especially towards the latter end of the year, um I we were understaffed at work, we had a lot going on, and it just meant that I was always just a bit too tired in the mornings. And that started to drag uh, in the evenings and that started to drag into my mornings as well. Mm. And just adjust my mentality a bit because I know that mentally I'm strong enough to get up early to do the work to get on with my day but there was something about just the amount of changes that happened that managed to pull me away from that a bit yeah so moving forward into this year i think one of the bigger things for me is to just try and keep aware of one where my energy levels are two to work through those sort of troughs when you get to the point where you're lagging a bit and things are getting a bit harder writer and just persevere um because at the end of the day, even sitting down to write 15, 20 minute sprint of 500 words is contributing. Mm. Um, and everyone can fit that into a day. Come on. Um, and yeah, just making sure that I know what my priorities are, what I want to accomplish, which I've already set my list of the things I want to do for this year um, on every kind of level. And just making sure that I remember how I feel now for the rest yeah, of the year. Because yeah. I think that's the hardest bit. Obviously, it's, it's inevitable that you're going to have times when you are tired you do get ill um things don't quite work out the way you plan but at the end of the day as long as you can keep mentally on top of everything and know that you're moving in the right direction then that's something to carry you forward it's weird it's uh, i'd say similar sort of ideas one, one of my sort of biggest um enemies in terms of myself is that sometimes i get tired because I'm tired of things aren't where I want them to be in terms of um, like I want to be further along in the process. I want to have the house tight, even like small things. I want to have the pots done and it's like, do you know what I mean? Like cleaned up and stuff. And it builds up to the point where I just get overwhelmed and the overwhelm I find really fatiguing, really tiring. And mm-hmm. then I'll be, get, I'll, be get, I'll be getting home, I'll start writing and I'll be like, oh, I just can't 
even think about what I'm doing right now. Like, and I just want to go to bed. At that point, I just yep. want to go to sleep and just sort of fuck it all off and start again. <laughs> do it properly tomorrow. But then, but then, who wins? Yeah, no um, one wins. No, so it's it's one of those things where you kind of have to lay the uh, foundations in the day and say, I'm going to do a thousand words before I leave for work every single morning. And once you get that, like that first big rock, like, like the first big lever sort of like pulled, the rest of the day just seems to be so much easier and you don't feel the overwhelm. You don't feel quite as, uh, as like pressured. But sometimes I just feel yeah, like yeah. a massive weight of life. Like, and you, you put most of the pressure on yourself, I think, but mm. Yeah, I mean, I did that over Christmas, not so much in doing lots, but in the, because I was ill and I decided to take a bit of a break, I didn't set an alarm. Mm-hmm. I got up when I felt like it, I went to bed when I felt like it. Um, yeah. I obviously spent time with my family and did all that kind of Christmassy stuff. But then when I woke up in the morning, mm. I didn't, the day didn't feel like mine. Yeah. But then come come the second of January, because I had a friend staying over until the first, but come the second of January, I decided to get up early. And the first thing I did was just go for a two K run. Yeah. And then sit down with my computer, do some work. That morning I also finished a book. I also finished the end of a film that I hadn't finished yet watching. Yeah. And just from that was like a domino effect of just quick wins in the morning. And from that yeah, yeah. you just you just feel a lot more like you're you you're in control of stuff, like you're actually grasping what you're trying to do. And you yeah. don't realise, I don't think, how effective that is in the morning just to be able to go i've done the thing that i want to do just now get, let's just, just do everything a, else just get a win like, um so like this morning the past couple of mornings i've been really struggling to get back into that morning routine again um of like waking up kind of excited and fresh um so i was, I was <laughs> normally no I used, there was a point where i was getting up at like five o'clock half five and i had loads of time to get stuff done but the past couple of days i woke up at like quarter to seven within the space of 10 minutes i'm ready to work like catching the bus to work and stuff and I don't get a chance to do any writing or anything. And then by the time I get to like six o'clock in the day, I'm like, I've still got to do my writing. I've still got to record a podcast. Like oh, it's all kind of like, uh, just like a massive amount of pressure bundled to one sort of. Like you never, feel, you never feel peace unless you get some work done first thing. No, no, that's it. You just feel like you're letting yourself down more than anything, and it, yeah. it does follow you around for the day. As much as you try not to let, you can sit and say to yourself, "I'll do it at lunch," but then you don't yeah. do it at lunch. Then yeah. oh, I'll do it in the, in the evening, and then the next day comes, you're like, oh, I need to double now, and it just builds up. Yeah, exactly. And you start to feel guilty about the fact that you've not done the work you should, and then you start feeling mm-hmm. bad about feeling bad because you think I just need to get on with it, and it kind of yeah, like, yeah. Uh, builds on itself. Yeah. See, I also found that because um, I'm trying to hit or get to a point where I'm hitting high workouts again, mm. I set a full. Um, it was a Google sheet of word counts per day how many that'll get me through the week, what that'll look like. So I can work out rough timescales of when I was going to finish each project. Yeah. And that lasted all of two days because I think looking at it from a top level, you suddenly go, oh, shit, that's a lot of words. And even if you give yeah, yourself yeah. 800 words to do that day, yeah, you still look at it and go, oh, but look at all these words. But now that I'm literally just, I'm taking it back to basics, I'm getting up in the morning, I'm sitting with my coffee, I'm yeah. opening my laptop, yeah. and I'm just writing. I'm not worrying about anything else. I'm just writing. And it just feels like a lot cleaner a much cleaner process it's like when you're when you're running uh if you go for like a long run like 10k or something um and you start running and you're about 3k in and you're like i'm fucking naked how the hell am i gonna do <laughs> 10k like this again and then a little bit more like you start to worry about the fact that you're not gonna be able to do the whole thing and then eventually at some point you just go just keep like keep your eyes on the floor and just keep running like just one step at a time 
just make it to that yeah, lamppost. Yeah. Make it to that next lamppost. Like you just have to like really just sort of lose all the other stuff and just sort of settle down in the moment. I'll tell you what, another enemy of mine, I would say, is social media. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the times I'm just flicking onto Twitter and just checking shit and going, why am I here? Get back, <laughs> get back to writing. It's yeah. yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, you get to a point where you just you just mindlessly flicking through your phone, through your computer, whatever. Um, that, actually, that's another thing that I have done is um, I was writing a lot on the story shop, but as much as I love the program, I've moved into Microsoft Word just so I can turn really? off the internet because uh, okay. you can't, yeah, yeah, you can't access it if the internet's not there. And obviously with me being in a browser, if I need to quickly search a word, I will do that and then I'll get distracted. Yeah. But I've just switched into Microsoft Word for a little while just to have a bit, a bit of basic. There's a there's a Freedom app. Have you, have you heard of that? It's like uh, it locks yeah, your yeah. computer from internet connection. Also, Dean Wesley Smith said that he has a separate laptop that has no no Wi-Fi card, so he just can't get an internet. So he sits down, does his writing, drops it onto a pen drive, and then drops it into his main sort of document or whatever. Um, nice. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's a uh, good, good way to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, social media is just it's just a dick. <laughs> yes, it's like a. <laughs> <laughs> it's so pointless. Like it's kind of fun sometimes, but then um, yeah, yeah, the amount of like nonsense you're just sort of looking through just yeah, yeah. to get that couple bit of outrage, annoyed by something that Donald Trump said, or like, oh, <laughs> oh that's annoying. I am, um, I do now. If there's a notification, I will go through every couple of hours. It'll be like thirty notifications because mm. I have a lot of pages of stuff from work. Um, I'll check them. If there's nothing for me, I will just pick off of it. But the ironic thing is I also want to be more active on social media as a personality yeah. so that I can keep my work and my face prevalent to those people that actually follow me because I've got yeah. A, yeah. a number of followers on certain platforms. So I need, I, I would like to grow that as a marketing tool, but at the same time I want to do that without getting sucked into all the politics of a friend sitting there and saying that, I don't know, my daughter's ill, should I go to the doctors? And you sit there and go, well, if she's ill, just go to the fucking doctors. Yeah. Yeah, it's very easy to get drawn into those stupid things. Um, I I like using Instagram. I like to sort of keep a bit of like a record of. A photo. I like to look through the old photos. It's like looking through like photo album again. Oh, that's cool. That's that's when I did that thing. That's where we got, <laughs> got the dog or you know what I mean those sort of things. Um, mm. But the amount of time I just spend flicking through the same pic- other people's pictures and I go, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> this is just wasted time. Yeah. <laughs> but um okay man so there's a few enemies there mm-hmm. you're well okay you maybe have answered this already but i was going to say what's your big non-writing goal for the year but maybe if you've kind of answered that already what about what would your big writing goal for the year be i feel like i have to get my thingy back up that i wrote twitter yeah, but, uh <laughs> <Are you laughs> on social media right now <laughs> let me just quickly check my uh Oh, no, yeah, no, one of them. Um, <laughs> let me, oh, hold on, I just got a message on Facebook. Um, no, I haven't. So, one of <laughs> my big personal one actually is I only decided this a couple of days ago, um, but I basically <laughs> I used to do a lot of parkour and free running. Mm. And one I've of the big the things of you doing somersaults and monkey vaults and stuff, it's really cool. All the fun stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, one of the things that I always wanted to do but never did. Um, was loads of free runners that I know used to be able to show when you go up to like, uh, I don't know, the corner of a top of a shopping mall and there's like a railing and you put your hands on and you just pull yourself into a handstand and just balance. Yeah. I want to do that. Not on the edge of a thing. I want to go from just sitting on the floor 
into a handstand without jumping without any sort of dynamic movement um and there's a whole big process called calisthenic training which is all about using your body weight and being able to um basically do that kind of stuff just it's all push-ups and sit-ups and stuff and i've just found a workout that is a six-month program that aims to get you to that point within six months it doesn't look too um intensive it's a few days a week for the first couple of months um but yeah i want to do that I want to be able to be just stronger in my core because I do a lot of cycling. I cycle to and from work. Um, I got into running a bit last year and I started keeping that up and I'm looking at um, some 10K, some Tough Mudders and that kind of thing. Yeah. But I want to I want to do a bit more physical, strong yeah. core stuff. Okay. So this calisthenic training thing, if you, um, can you link us up? It'd be interesting. Yeah, I'll shoot you one while I remember now. I, um, um, my brother-in-law is is well into crossfit he's a you know he does like muscle ups and, That's and huge it is isn't it yeah, yeah but it's um i think the reason that people like it so much is because there's a bit of a, a family mentality for all the people who go do you know what i mean they go quite a lot they're all there like six seven days a week um and they're all sort of egging each other onto these challenges and stuff but um yeah, I was thinking I'd, do, I'd do, like to do a bit more of that kind of thing this year. I'd like to go rock climbing again. I used to really enjoy bouldering. Yeah, um, I'm going rock climbing next week. It's really good fun. Bouldering or like... You want to come along? Uh, bouldering. Yeah, boulder, bouldering is where it's at. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's just chill as well because um, I'm just going by myself and I've just booked in an hour and a half to just put some headphones in and just climb. Yeah. Yeah, mm. the only thing I thought about bouldering was like um, how... Uh, it tires your hands out like in- yes. incredibly. So you might not be able to write if you, like, you get your writing done before you go, I reckon. But um, just like a decrepit mummy just yeah, trying to yeah. type. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, right, and then uh, write, writing wise is just what I said before. Mm. Moolah. Make yeah. Some moolah. Yeah. I uh, mm-hmm. my big non-writing goal is the half marathon. So I've done last year like in April. I think it was May or April. I did my first 10k and I was like really like I don't know if I could do this this is too much but I did it and it was difficult but now I've done about five or six of them just sort of there's been a couple of days when I've just been like mm, a bit bored and I just went for a 10k <laughs> just around the like um around the big sort of field thing and I'm like okay so I need to now set the bigger it's getting a little bit boring it's getting a little bit tired I need to set the bigger challenge because like you got half, the bug half marathon it's got to be because that's like scary when I'm not like fucking hell that's that's two and a bit 10Ks. I don't know if I could do that. But that's that's about the right kind of thing. I'm like, well, it needs to be a little bit sort of scary. So well, yeah. yeah, otherwise it's no progress. Yeah, I was thinking about doing some tough mudder, mudder stuff, by the way. We'll have to pick one and do it together. There's one in Manchester I saw that... in August. Oh, how much is that one? It's like 35 quid for a 5K one. It doesn't seem that far, that, that like long distance-wise, but... I don't know. Yeah, because I saw the full one that's appearing near me in May. It's at like full price now, hundred pound for the race, and I'm not paying hundred pound now for that race. So they're quite they're quite tough on it because they're like ten miles or something. Is it more than that? There's some that are ten miles, and I was like, that is quite far. Really. I think it is. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Cool. Um, the last question, and then uh, we should do the big whoops because we haven't we haven't done this. <laughs> yeah. Um, thing you're most excited to read or watch in 2018 oh okay can you hear a dog barking yeah yeah that's next door i can't do anything about that sorry guys um 
So the thing I'm most excited to watch will have to be... Uh, I'm going to go with Avengers. Oh, yeah. Infinity. Yeah. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if I was that bothered about that, and then I saw the trailer and was like feeling the goosebumps, and I was like, oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. The, the films where they all come together. It's definitely not so much about the storyline. It's just totally about some mental fun action. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, quite... Did you get to cinema to see the first Avengers film? Yes. Because there's that one scene when they all come together at the end, and it's like uh, it follows like Hawkeye's arrow, and it and it yep. goes to Captain America. And I was like, "This is mind blowing!" <laughs> all of these yeah, superheroes yeah, yeah. in one place. It was it was amazing. So I'm hoping it this will be so like that well on done. a bigger scale. Yes. Oh, huge scale. Yeah. Not as big as the actual graphic novel itself, but mm. pretty big. Um, what about you? To, to watch. Um, I don't know, it gives me a moment to think about my read. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good one. Um, I think that might be like the only one I'm really sort of genuinely looking forward to. Um, S. Craig Zala is the director who made um, uh, Bone Tomahawk and Brawl in Cell Block 99. Two of my most favorite, favorite films in the past couple of years. He's got another film coming out. It's called Dragged Across Concrete and it's got Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson in. And I'm like, mm, that sounds like it could be uh, pretty brutal. <laughs> but, That's um, an interesting combo. Yeah. I'm also excited. We're doing loads of like these uh, horror movies at the minute. So I'm really excited to uh, watch some of these ones that I've not seen for years, like The Wicker Man and um, and The Shining. And uh, I just seen Alien fairly recently. You know, some of these great films that you just don't really take the time to watch, but they are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um. Reading-wise, it's going to be corny. I'm going to say they ruined. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, only because when it comes to... I mean, there's a lot of novels I want to read, um, but when it comes to actually reading books, I don't really have many expectations of them until I've read them and I've realised whether or not they're good or not. Whereas, obviously, they ruined is going to be the third in our The Rot series. Yeah. Um, and we put the plan together. You're working on the first draft, so... 50,000 words see. Oh yeah. yeah. So I'm interested to see how that's coming on, and then obviously we'll go through the edits, and it'll be good to see the final thing come together and up on my shelf for the other two. Yeah, definitely. I've um, I just have a look at my want to read, you know, section on Goodreads. Um, <laughs> there's so many. I mean, it's like you said. Like sometimes I tend to I've got a bad habit of like buying books as soon as I sort of see them and think, oh, I fancy reading at some point, and then when I get it, I'm like, mm, not feeling this right now. Oh jump onto something yeah. else and books take a, a bit of a while to get through I tell you what, so i'm excited to read more joe lansdale books i'm excited to read more uh there's a there's an author called anya alborn i've seen her name popping up a few times she's like a, a fairly newer horror author but um her name just keeps coming up everywhere so i'm quite interested to see why you know what the fuss is about there um yeah i'm excited to keep reading some king Read ten King books last year. I'll probably try and do a similar thing this year. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm having a quick look on my to read. Non-fiction? Um, Have you got any non-fiction books you excited to read? Yeah, there's a lot that um, is popping out. I got Tribe of Mentors from Tim Ferriss over Christmas, um, and one of the questions that he asks a lot of like 130 famous people, famous successful people, is what books would they, what three books are they most gifted, or what books would they recommend the most um 
And there have been a few pop up on there that I'm quite interested to read. There's one which is called The Master Key, which was. Um, Terry Crews recommended that. Terry Crews recommended that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then another one um, which was called. Oh, Man's Meaning. Gonna... I think that pops up a lot. No, it was. Um, I'll find it in a second. But uh, yeah, I got Save the Cat for Christmas, which has come up oh, a lot cool. yeah. over. Yeah, which just uh, my friend that came to it stayed with me, uh, just randomly bought it and just said, I think you'll like this, even though he's never read it. Um, so I'm excited to get into that. And I think that covers it until I can find this other one. Mm. But yeah, I'm, I'm big into the nonfiction at the minute. Yeah, this, yeah it hits like a different, like, uh, like a different. Uh, stomach. <laughs> it's like you've got, cow, you've got a couple of stomachs. You've got a non-fiction stomach and the and the fiction stomach. The fiction yeah. stomach. Uh, so the non-fiction. And the podcast stomach. Yeah, non-fiction. I'm kind of excited to read um, another Tim Ferriss book as well. I think I think I'll get Travel Mentors. I've got Four Hour Body, so I might reread that. Um, I've read the Four Hour Work Week a few times, mm-hmm. but I do want to read. Um, War of Art again. That sounds good. I want to get a couple more of uh, Joanna Penn's, like the healthy author and uh, what was oh, the yeah. one? Author mindset. The successful author mindset. I've got that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the book I've just found it's called Making Sense of People: Decoding the Mysteries of Personality, um, and it's supposed to be basically how to identify people's characters and traits and that, and adds a whole new perspective to actually who your friends are and who yeah. you pick to hire, things like that. That's cool. Yeah. Have you done the um, like the Myers Briggs test or anything like that? I have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They um. What are you? I'd say force upon you. Oh, I can't remember now, off the top of my head. Um, one of them. Uh, I think I basically came out along the lines of bookworm. Uh, I'd I'd say you're like a extroverted. Um. That's what I, know. I know it's like e, the ones that start with E and the ones that start with I. Um. ENFJ probably or something like that. Uh, I cannot remember. Yeah. Yeah, I did it a while back. What were yours? INFJ, which kind of means, uh, um, like, kind of quiet for the most part, um, happy to do my own thing, but also wanting to do. It's like the nickname is the advocate, so I'd like to be a good example of what I, <laughs> what I like to see other people do. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, come on, so I've not got any more questions. Have you got a big yeah. whip? Oh, so I think my big whip's actually going to be going back to what we mentioned earlier is the reading club. Um, yeah. Just because it's, it's quite a nice feeling reading alongside uh, other people as well. And we've had a few people pop up. Um, John Late, who was a previous guest on the show, is joining in with Joe Hill. Uh, which is, is quite exciting, but to be able to actually speak about the books all together afterwards and um, know that you're all kind of on the same pages, because I guess it goes back to writing a little bit, reading. It's enjoyable, but again, it's quite a lonely thing. So I'll read a lot of books and then I'll try and yeah. talk to people I know about them. It doesn't really turn into a conversation, whereas you can at least talk to other people, like be able to speak yeah. to you, John. Um, is Ben involved? Is he reading? Uh, I don't know, actually. I'll ask him. I'm not too sure. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, just making it a bit more of a community to, to read and engage on a different level. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. It's, um, since I started doing the horror hangout project with Ben, where we both watch the same horror movies every week, 
Like it kind of makes you realize sort of how nice it is to watch stuff with other people, just to be able to mm. sort of chat and sort of dissect stuff a bit more. And because like the sort of things like with books, you read them, and like, I like to see what other people think on like good good reads. But you can't really have a conversation because they're kind of they they read it two years ago or something. Do you know what I mean? Or like yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's not, not fresh. Something. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. So this is cool. This was that was going to be my big whip. But as you take it, I would say, um, I don't know if I recognize, um, recommended it already this year, but Brawl in Starblock 99, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, by S. Craig Zala. It's, it was my favorite film of 2017. I just found it so surprising and so fresh. And um, it's about Vince Vaughn. He goes to prison. Um, this sort of gang forces says, if you don't kill this guy while you're in prison, we are going to kill your wife and do some nasty things to her. So he goes, he has to get into Starbuck 99, which is where this guy is, which is like where the murderers and the psychopaths and the crazy, crazy people are. So to get there, he has to start acting like an absolute lunatic and start starting fights and uh, just beating the crap out of you. It's so good. It's it's a full-on sort of fun, gory, sort of grindhouse-ish movie, but with Vince Vaughn. It was, it was just really refreshing. So I recommend and is that. Is he the protagonist? Yeah, yeah, but he's not Vince Vaughn like how you normally know him. He's uh, kind of quiet and uh, but Vince Vaughn's like six foot seven. Like he's in his fights and he's like he looks believable. He's a, he's a oh monster. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that 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 was so fun. Yeah, I recommend that. Nice. I have to give that a watch. Bit of a gander. Also, just to quickly throw this out there because I've yeah. not seen it yet. I'm going to Black Mirror season four. Yeah. Need to watch that. I've seen the first. I've seen the first four episodes so far. Got two more to watch. It's good. Yeah. It's you know standard Black Mirror. It's good stuff. Yeah, better than season three or on par. I still could depend about this, and like, well, the first episode especially is amazing. It's as good as any other season. And I'm not too like when I watch them, I'm not quite as um, amazed or pumped as I was on the last season. And I think it's just because Black Mirror, like. It's so on, po- on point every single episode that now it's kind of normalized. And now it's kind yeah, of like where yeah, yeah. that you watch, you go, that did the thing that Black Mirror is supposed to do for me. It's maybe kind of yeah. like a little bit like shock ending kind of thing. It's an interesting mm-hmm. use of technology. It's quite dark. And then it's too, that you're just expecting that now. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like a good thing and a bad thing for them. Yeah. There was a show that I used to watch called The League, which I don't think is on anymore. Um, which have you ever seen any of that? Like fantasy football thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never seen it. It's got Jean Lejoie in it, right? Jean Lejoie's in it, yeah. And the main cast is sort of five stand-up comedians and 50% of it's improvised. It's absolutely hilarious. And that that suffers from the same thing where it was good for the first three seasons and then it stayed good for the rest. And you just get to a point where you're like, I know what to expect now. Yeah, yeah. still fantastic, but it it is what it is. Rick and Morty, did you watch Rick and Morty this year? I have. I've seen season one and two. Okay. It's uh, it's on another level. It's good. It's like the, just the, yeah. the writing in it. I don't know how it's gonna be so clever and so silly at the same time. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really impressive. Yeah, cool. That's my goal for this year. It's finish Rick and Morty. Yeah, it's good, man. Okay, cool. Um, we'll probably leave <laughs> that for now. Um, I've not got the outro text for me again. So let's see what we've got here. Thanks to the listeners for listening to the show. Thanks to Disaster Piece for the intro and outro music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Uh, thanks to everyone in the Facebook group. Go to the group. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Uh, there we've got the readers group. 
we vote for themes for the other stories we talk about you know random stuff um join us there and um, i think that's it thanks to dan for being here in another year you're welcome thank you and, happy uh, new year everyone happy new year yeah all right Bye. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Story Studio Podcast. Still hungering for some podcast goodness? Then why not check out our other show, The Other Stories. Oh, and did you know, every time you leave us a review in the iTunes store, a puppy is born. Cute, eh? Anyway, toodle pip.